This episode of Cheat Codes, a sickle cell podcast, is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. This episode of Cheat Codes was supported by Agios. Doctors of Mars 80 and Mike Callahan are employees of Agios Pharmaceuticals. Warriors were compensated and may not have taken part in Rise Up. Sickle cell warrior is a term coined and used by the sickle cell community. It refers to individuals living with sickle cell disease. Metapivat is not approved for the treatment of sickle cell disease. What's up, Warrior listeners? It's me, Dr. Z. And me, Dr. C. Dr. C, how you been? I've been good, Dr. Z. How you been? I'm doing good. I think that this episode that we've got lined up um, this week is a little bit special. We've never really done this before. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I'm always excited about our episodes, and we have a great group of guests on. But this one is really special. This is an all-star cast. Yeah, and getting this kind of all-star cast who are all experts in sickle cell disease, they are the ones who have put in the most hours learning what sickle cell disease actually is. It's the warriors, right? It's the people who day in and day out are fighting this battle. And what got this all together, Dr. Z? It's really interesting, man. In my new role, I'm the medical director for a clinical trial called Rise Up, and one of the people I get to work with is, is a lady called Holly John, who's been on Cheat Codes to tell us about what she does. Holly is, uh, has been working. It's really good. It's really good. But is working with a coworker of ours called Tressa. And Tressa and Holly hatched together this really wonderful idea of generating some clinical trial awareness amongst warriors. And the thought was, we want to do something that is made by the warriors for the warriors. And I think it really manifested. I'm Holly John, and I'm the Senior Director of Patient Advocacy at Agios. So Rise Up is the name of our clinical um, trial for sickle cell disease. It's our phase two and our phase three trial. The campaign itself was um, directed by the warriors, and it's an awareness campaign to help let the community know about the trial, to help educate, to help answer any questions they may have or break down any myths that they have about participating in a clinical trial. And I, I think that's been a theme all the way through your trial, even early design. They were talking to warriors, getting their input, and that, I think it's so much better for that. So what happened is the Agios team decided that they were going to do this clinical trial in a very special location. And the thought was, what if we really doubled down on this warrior idea? What if we doubled down on this concept of people who are fighting. And the motif that was selected for this clinical trial campaign was a boxing motif. I've seen the pictures are being teased out on Twitter. Just beautiful and inspiring. I, I think to say a photo shoot doesn't do it justice. They're inspiring photos. They make you want to fight for sickle cell. So for our Rise Up campaign, we had pulled together a group of lawyers that we started to work with about a year and a half ago. This group of lawyers were really our steering committee to help guide us through the entire process. We, we turned to them before we started writing the protocol and got their input. We then circled back and let them know what the protocol was after receiving their input. In addition to that, we sought their input about what a meaningful campaign to raise awareness about the trial would look like. What would 
they like to see? How um, would this campaign best represent them and represent their voice? And what was amazing is we listened and learned about the community. We started to see what was important to them and what was meaningful. And truly, the warriors are what guided the Rise Up campaign. And in fact, they're the ones that also um, came up with the name for the trial, which is the Rise Up. So the way that we approached it was very different than how it's typically done in our industry. We went first to seek, to understand, and to listen, and to have the warriors guide us and tell us what was important to them. And each time we got their input, we then circled back and shared with them how that input resulted in work. And if it needed to be tweaked, or if we were headed in the wrong direction, they would tell us, we'd make that adjustment and then come back to them. And what we found by doing this, by having them steer the ship, at the end of the work product, the, the campaign was far more meaningful than what we could have come up with on our own. It truly represents them and their voice. You're right. It's art. It's truly art. And what we were able to do for this episode is pull together most of the cast that showed up, that art, right? It's um, the warriors who actually came, who gave their input on what this campaign should be, and then participated in the campaign. So we've got Miss Tiana, we've got Demetrius, we've got Goalie, we've got Blaze, we've got a, an up-and-coming young advocate named Tristan. Dr. C, this is a great episode. And, and you would think, looking at these pictures, that these people are all professional models. But these are real people living with sickle cell, real pillars of the community, advocates, but also just really could be models. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Without prolonging this too much, man, I want to get to our interview. So let's, uh, let's get to it. Let's hit it. Usually I start this podcast by saying, what's up, warriors? And usually I'm not talking directly to so many warriors at one time. But today, Dr. C, we've got some warriors in the studio with us. Yep, this is the coolest episode of Chico Jet, I think. Easily. And I'm, and I'm so super excited to have some warriors with us today. We've got four warriors here today with us. Four warriors, guys. It's amazing. And what I want to do, I was telling these guys, Dr. C., is really, I want to hear their conversation. We're going to be talking about an event that was based in the spirit of standing up and standing with patients with sickle cell disease. And the four warriors with us today honored us by participating in this event. And, uh, and really, it was a kind of a cool thing that unfolded. I know, Dr. C, you've seen the product. Yeah, I was sad I missed the photo shoot, but I saw the photos and they're just amazing. I trickling out on Twitter teasing us, but just amazing. And I love the warrior-ness of it, but excited to talk to you about it. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the mic directly to Cheat Codes alumni, Tiana Wolford. And I'm going to have Tiana sort of kick us off and introduce the warriors for us. What's up, Miss T? Hey. All right. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. I love it here. Yeah, so we were honored. You guys talk about how it was an honor for your company. It was really an honor for us as well to participate. I've never really been a part. I mean, I've been a part of several campaigns, but this is the first one where I really felt like the patients were incorporated from beginning to end. 
And so we have Demetrius, Goli, and Tristan up here. So I'm just excited to have this conversation. Blaze is here. Blaze, Blaze snuck up on you. Tell us about the warriors that were there who aren't on the podcast right now in the moment. Who's missing? We have Dominique Friend, who everybody knows. Um, Philip Oquo. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. We're only missing a couple. We got basically the whole cast here. So who do you want to who do you want to pass the mic to next? Okay, Demetrius. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on this episode of Cheat Codes. It's an honor to be here. Um, shout out to my fellow warriors that's in the building. Shout out to Dr. Z and Dr. C. And it was a beautiful event out there in Atlanta. And um, it was good to see all the warriors that came together for this campaign. Definitely showed. Uh, warrior mentality, fighter strength. It was beautiful, man. We had uh, hair, makeup, wardrobe. We had a bunch of great people that was there um, from IGOs that was contributing, hands on deck, food. Everybody just showed up with a passion for sickle cell, you know what I'm saying? And it, it came out amazing. So thank you so much for having us. It was, it was an honor to be here. They really like rolled out the red carpet. That's awesome, man. I love that. But, well, but of course, they have a bunch of stars. They had to go out the red carpet. We got to kick the mic to Tristan. Demetrius and I, we've stayed connected a lot. We've traded secrets on how to stay healthy in natural ways and things like that. So it's just great to be able to actually connect with this group in person for this event and this camp. We've all worked together and talked to one another before, and you don't always get those opportunities to connect. But this campaign meant a lot to me because... I don't know if it's just the point in my life that I'm at or what it is that we're trying to accomplish. But as Tiana said, this is one of the first experiences that I've had where it was really about the sickle cell warriors from beginning to end, from what we started with and really creating everything and all the guidance and the advisory to actually executing the campaign and to be able to see it come to life like that. I wasn't expecting it to be this big of a of an impact for me. So it was powerful for me. It was powerful, I think, to all of us. And I think, I hope it's as powerful as it was to us, to the people who come into contact with it as the campaign rolled. Amazing. Now, one of the things that was really cool for me to see was the youngest warrior who was a part of this. Goalie, tell us about the little warrior that's with us today. Yeah, I'm going to kick it over to Tristan. Great kid. And I almost feel bad saying kid because I know he's going to be a, a young man soon. He's already a young man. Great guy, super intelligent, very talented. So Tristan, I'll let you take it from give everybody a little bit of information about the things you do and, your, and the impact this had. Yes. Hello. I am actually very excited to be on this be on this uh, meeting with you guys. This is actually like the first podcast I've been on. So... That's pretty exciting. Um, and just this whole like journey of going down to Atlanta, doing the photo shoot, and then seeing like the whole like website being made and just hearing a bunch of other people's stories about sickle cell and like what they had to overcome. That was honestly really like inspiring to me. And I I definitely enjoy doing this because it's like the first major, I guess, thing that I've done. And like Goldie said, I am pretty talented, as a bunch of these, <laughs> a bunch of these people know. Uh, not trying to like brag or anything, but like I had, I also write scripts 
for like movies and stuff like that. So that's pretty interesting. Wow. Super cool, dude. No, that's amazing. And I, I haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet, but I look forward to being able to do that, man. So look, let's dive in a little bit to this. Let's do a sound check with Blaze. Yo, tell, remind the warrior, remind the, the, the audience here who you are. Let us know one time. Reintroduce yourself. My name is Blaze. <laughs> uh, I worked with Dr. Z a couple of times. We did a couple of, I hosted a couple of episodes of Cheat Codes. So that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Advocate. Sickle Cell Hemoglobin SS. Uh, I actually live down here in Atlanta where uh, the shoot was taking place. So I was at home. It was fun. It was an amazing shoot. And like Goalie said, it was, it's always amazing to work with your fellow advocates. I was able to see Tiana, even though she'd be acting strange sometimes. It's all good. Great. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 just playing with you. and I was very excited to meet Tristan he was super excited about being involved in the photo shoot you could just tell he was pumped and ready to go and the barber gave him a super crazy thing yeah. it was it was crazy yeah I've had a bunch of people like just crazy. like let me know that I had a really good haircut then and honestly I feel like that was the best haircut that I've had in like the 17 years that I've been here <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was that's it, amazing. It was on point. But yeah, it was a great time seeing everybody work with Holly and all that stuff. It was amazing. So speaking of Holly, who I love, who we all love, tell me, walk me through this idea of the Warriors being involved from the beginning to the end. So like when you first heard about this, how did what did she tell you? How did this all come? How did that conversation go? So we all know Miss Holly. She gave me and she was like, hey D. I got this thing I know you would be great for. I want you to I just wanted to see if you was interested. I think your story would be so so amazing. And I never tell Miss Holly no. I love Holly, absolutely. So when she broke it down and said what it was about, I was definitely on board. Absolutely. Holly is she's got a uh, she has a standing as far as I'm concerned. If I get a phone call from her, it's a done deal. It doesn't really it, it doesn't have to matter what the content or the subject matter is. If she needs me for something, I'm going to be there. Um, and that's just based off of the the effort and the work that she's put into the community. I think we all recognize that and we respect her for it. But she reached out very early on and said, hey, listen, we want to do something different. We want to engage the actual sickle cell warriors at the beginning of the process and really do this the right way. Make sure you all are involved from top to bottom. And that's exactly what she did. And I think the proof is in the pudding. When you see the when you see the photos and you see the shoot, you could tell it's just it's different. I've never seen anything related to sickle cell that's been done at this level. It, it looks like it should be a campaign for something else, maybe a Nike campaign or something like that. I don't know, but it, it just seems so much bigger than what I thought it was when it was initially uh, rolled out. Agios is a biopharmaceutical company that's fueled by connections with patient communities, healthcare professionals, partners, and each other. Building on these connections and the company's unmatched leadership in the field of cellular metabolism, Agios is pioneering therapies of genetically defined diseases, a broad group of rare and more common diseases that are typically severe and life-threatening. Near-term, Agios is focusing on hemolytic and acquired anemias including sickle cell disease, pyruvate kinase, or PK deficiency, and thalassemia. To learn more, visit agios.com. That's A-G-I-O-S dot com. That's awesome. I love to hear that, man. This is a pretty sweet initiative. T, I can't imagine how they 
how they presented this concept of boxing to all of you. When you first heard that, when you heard this whole motif of boxing, what were you thinking? It really resonated with me because we call ourselves warriors. We're always in a fight. And so it just resonated. I thought that it made a lot of sense. And the cool part about it, like I said earlier, usually when we're asked to engage with pharma, they've already put the campaign together and they want our feedback. But this was like, we helped design this actual campaign. And I think also what people don't realize about Holly is that she is like ride or die for the Warriors. And so even behind the scenes, what people won't see in that picture is how she looked out for us and how the whole team looked out for us. They had like heat packs, heated blankets, water, all types of things. And I just really think that speaks to how this company feels about the patients and how they really value us, not just as a number, but as individuals. I I think it made everything so much better. I think it comes through that you guys all had input on this and that it's a warrior campaign coming from warriors. So I love that Holly's doing this, that the company's doing this, but it's also selfish. It's better. It's much better for having you guys involved. I I gotta say, man, I, I think that it comes across that you guys have so much chemistry between you. Like every picture I'm looking at, it's not like you guys, you could have been models that showed up and had to shoot the way you did, but it was clear that wasn't the case, right? You guys clearly have history. You can see the connection. You can see the chemistry, those group shots that are there. Man, some of those gave me chills. And I know it looks like I'm a professional at this, but I was very nervous. And all of them, they were like in my face telling jokes um, (laughs) and just making me feel comfortable. And that is something that I really appreciated. Like this was more than just a campaign. This was like an experience. It was really an encounter. And being so cooped up in the pandemic, not being able to see them. And then we came together for something so positive and so fun. And Tristan and his mom was there. She was so excited. And they were saying how this was really their first time being around so many warriors. And so it was just like a really positive experience. We had so much fun. It lasted like I don't know, like eight hours, but it didn't even feel like that because we we were just so in it and committed. And so it was the whole team. And even the photographer, it felt like we had known him forever. He really got us and wanted to capture our individual spirits. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, it was just fun. We had like music in the background and Demetrius and Blaze, they were just vibing out. So that was cool too. I think you guys are going to have to get used to this because after this comes out, there's going to be ad agencies <laughs> and talent scouts all over you guys. But one thing I think is cool is you got all of these stars of advocacy who are bringing creativity to Sickle Cell and getting you guys all together. And I feel like this community is just growing. And it's I want it to be a 100,000 warrior community, but it's... You guys are a core, really starting something. Yeah, and it's not just us. I think it's the partnership, too. Like, this is something to really be celebrated. And I think it sets the tone and sets a new standard for how pharma should be engaging with the community. Even the hair and makeup people, they were, like, so excited to be a part of this experience. And they would come out of their room and watch us and 
I'm just going to take a little opportunity to say that, like, everybody cannot do a Black girl's makeup. So I was very nervous. I didn't know who they were going to have, but they killed it. I looked amazing. We all looked great. So I was happy about that. But I'm just saying that to say, like, the attention to detail and the level of investment to make sure that we all felt comfortable was beyond anything I've ever been a part of. That makes me really happy to hear. I'm glad that if it came across a partnership, a true partnership, because that's what it's intended to be. Demetrius, I hear that you have a special connection with the boxing gym. I do. Tell me about that, man. So I grew up boxing. Uh, My brother boxed. My father was our trainer. And uh, my brother is actually a Golden Glove champion in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, actually. Wow. Yeah, man. My father passed away. And so did my brother. So it was very special when I got that call. It's almost like heaven soon, like meant to be a divine connection. So yeah, it was uh and my brother had trained, it's crazy, my brother had trained at the same gym that we shot the photo shoot. Yeah, he inspired. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That just blew my mind, dude. Yeah, man. My brother was uh, about to have his first professional fight, but he didn't make it to the first professional fight, died at twenty-four. He was gunned down in Atlanta, Georgia. Man, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Jeez. So had you been back in a boxing gym since then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my brother, he he dibble and dabble. He don't fight fight, um, professionally anymore. He never fought professionally. He fought amateur. But he don't do it no more. But, uh, yeah, definitely. My brother had dear friends that's pro fighters right now. And I've definitely been to see them, been to the gym. Actually been to the gym in Grand Night City where my brother trained a couple of times since he wow. passed away. So, absolutely. No, you look, that's why you look so comfortable there, man. You really looked like you were a professional boxer and you had been there many times. It's coming through. Absolutely. It was beautiful, man. I know my father and my brother was there in spirit. So, definitely, uh, it was definitely a special moment. I love that. Trish, Trishan. All these advocates, these celebrity advocates that have been in the game a little while longer than you, man. How was it hanging out with these guys for eight hours in a boxing gym? Did you learn anything or did they just, were they just messing with you too much? Or or did they actually give you some tips and some... uh, Honestly, I'd have to say, like being there, it honestly felt I was just hanging out with family. Because like everybody was really close with each other. Even though I, I... I'm not as close as some of these other people are to each other. I still feel I've known them like my whole life. And honestly, I'm really glad that I was there. And it was cool like hearing some like interesting stuff. I did get some interesting information about like how sickle cell might affect me whenever I slowly start getting older because like I'm 17 right now and slowly uh, making my way to adulthood. So it was actually quite nice to like see like what could happen like as I turn to adult. So I know like what to look out for in that sense. It was definitely informative, but it was more so just it was just like really chill. I would totally do it again if I could. I love that, man. I love that. So you guys got to see recently the finished product of this output. Describe to me how it felt to finally see what all your effort looked like. Amazing. I I can't overstate it enough how powerful some of the the photos were. Like there's a, there was a photo I saw myself. I was just laughing. I think um, I was laughing at something that we were talking about and they captured that photo and some of the finished product shots. 
And I was, I, when I was looking at it, I was like, man, I really look like happy, like extremely happy in that, in, in that moment. And then just seeing the pictures of everybody else, like D- D- Demetrius totally looks like he's a boxer, like in his photos, like he looks like he's, he's been in the gym training for a, a long period of time. I just, everybody looked phenomenal. The shoot was phenomenal. It just, it gave me a different perspective of what I really could do outside of just normal everyday business related type of things. It was pretty impactful for me. So it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool for me too, because I know we like call ourselves warriors and we all know that we're strong and we're resilient. But I think that in your day to day, you just get so caught up in what you're doing. You're not thinking about, oh, I'm strong today. Wow, I'm super strong. But looking at the pictures, it just was like, that's what you saw, just the strength and the resiliency. And it just reminded me about the power that everyone up here in the sickle cell community has. Loved every second of it. Loved every second of it. Put me in a state of mind to continue to fight, even when the lights and the cameras and the action is all over. We're still going to be sickle cell warriors. We're still going to be fighters. And uh, that's what it, while I was there, the whole thing just kept going on in my mind, man, just continue to fight no matter what. You know, we all look good standing there smiling, but continue to fight still, you know. That was what I took from it, and it was beautiful. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. I was happy to see what can happen when, you know, the partnership is solidified with us being involved from the ground up. The whole thing might have been presented to us by Holly, but the work that we do is what manifested it, if that makes sense. Demetrius is in his state. Tiana is where she is, Goalie's where he is, Tristan's where he is. But we all are connected through both the disease and by the work that we do, the work that we do. So to see the whole thing come to life after all the pictures was fine detailed and all the videos and stuff, it's like, man, we did this. It's like they might have had an idea, but we the ones who like put the touches on it, like who what brought it to life. So I was excited to see that. And Tristan, uh, for his future, he's a, a natural. He came in, and like he said, even though that was my first time meeting him, he did feel like a family. We always feel like family because we are, in a way. Speaking of which, what did your family say when they saw this? I, I can't imagine, if I had a photo shoot like this, which wouldn't even be possible, my mom would freak out. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, I haven't shown my family either. You guys got a videotape when they see it. <laughs> I guess I'm the lone person that actually let it out there a little bit. So my son has seen it. And he thinks I'm a rock star. Like he's like he saw my picture on one of the one of the items that I think is supposed to go on the, the bus shelters. And he was like, Oh man, you He's like, you're famous. I'm like, nah, I'm not. But it's great that he thinks that it's, it's really cool. So he, are, he, are you he's ready seen for that? When they're he thinks around awesome. on the buses all over the place, all the bus stops, people are going to stop you and say, are you the person from? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not like ready for that. I am, but at the same time, it's just kind of, it's just kind of like crazy to think about of everything that. <laughs> everything that happened with 
all that. And fortunately, my mom like was there, so she knows about it, and she has seen like some of the behind the scenes of the pictures, and she thinks it's amazing. I have let a couple of my friends know that I am I did a photo shoot. I didn't let them know what it was about because I'm still keeping it. Uh, undercover but now because of like the whole like doing the photo shoot thing and stuff like that they kept calling me a model and stuff like that and i'm like no i'm not i'm just doing this i'm like i'm just taking some pictures to spread awareness to sickle cell and stuff like that but they still call me like i like i could bring it up they'll still call me a model and stuff like that it's quite funny honestly it's like a running joke now I'll definitely put it like this for this experience on my resume, <laughs> but I, I probably won't say that I, I'm a model because I wasn't like modeling anything. I was just helping spread awareness. Where, where did the wardrobes come from? Was, did you guys wear in stuff or they had stuff all, there for you? It was all there. They just had yeah, stuff. It, it looks yeah. like a whole they had it. They had three choices for everyone, and whatever you felt the most powerful in was what you went with. Oh, that's super cool. I didn't even know that. Yeah, we yeah we each got our own outfits, and they let us choose between a few things. And actually, I did get to keep one of the like shirts that I wore. And don't know about everybody else, but I think we got to keep some of the stuff that we wore. So that's that was cool. That photo shoot is going to inspire people for many years to come. Those photos are going to be used time and time again. One of the coolest things about Warriors is that you guys find such creative ways to inspire. And it feels like art inspires a lot, whether it's Demetrius or Blaze rapping, whether it's uh, Hertz painting, movie scripts by Tristan, right? Art takes many different forms. But this, I think, is something that will stand out as a piece of art that the sickle cell community will look back at and say in 2022 these were this was it these were our, this was this is what will inspire us this is what's going to push us what do you guys tell tell me a little bit about drawing inspiration from the output of this uh event i feel like when you do stuff like this it creates uh the bigger platform to advocate on a bigger level cuz like i was just talking about this the other day but I did a poem for Generation S, and that's something else. But it created other opportunities for me to be able to act, advocate on a bigger level. And then I, I met Demetrius, and then I met Tiana, and then I met Goli, and then I met you, Dr. Z. We were all in Fort Lauderdale, and that was through Holly seeing me somewhere else. And I feel like when this comes out, we talk about amongst the, the community, because even though we're big, we're small at the same time. They say approximately 100,000, but we know everybody. Everybody knows everybody. So I feel like once it it does come out, it will allow us to advocate to even more people. Like when people see it, they'll be intrigued. They'll want to know who Tiana is. They want to know who Demetrius is. They'll want to know who Tristan is. They'll want to know who Goli is. And then it just makes our voices louder and, 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 you know, bigger. So that's what I'm excited about for when it finally is published. And that day where Goli is on the bus stop shelters, they're going to go, what's that? And then they're going to look into it. And then they're going to be, Sickle Cell will be on their mind while they're sitting at the bus stop. Or when they see Tristan with his model cut somewhere on a brochure, they're going to go, oh, Sickle Cell. <laughs> so that's what I'm excited about. Just louder voices. I think inside the community, everybody will relate to this and it'll be a big deal. But 
I, I like what it says outside the community too, because I, I think when you talk to people about sickle cell, usually they don't know a whole lot. And so to, to see this powerful message of a warrior, I, I think it's gonna it's gonna educate people. I think that's so important. Not only that, to see the power of a warrior like fighting a standpoint, I think that's gonna be even more intriguing. But even so, even much more inspiring, I think it's gonna inspire the young sickle cell warriors to wanna advocate and wanna speak up about their story. And I think it's gonna bring a lot of more people who have sickle cell to be like, hey, let me go ahead and tell my story. Let me try to Definitely you know. say that is uh, true because like after after doing this whole like photo shoot thing, I actually like did seem like I did feel more motivated to actually like tell people like my story and like, educate them on sickle cell. Because my girlfriend at the time, I actually educated her on some stuff about sickle cell, and I've educated like some of my friends because like they asked, "Oh, what's that?" And like sometimes I'll bring it up in conversation and be like. I have sickle cell or something like that. And then people that are intrigued, they'll be like, yes, let me tell you like about this. So it, I feel like it will definitely inspire like my generation and also uh, the upcoming generations to advocate for sickle cell. Yeah. And I totally agree with what you were saying, Dr. C, because like you said, it's one thing for sickle cell warriors and caregivers to see it. But for people outside of the community who have these misconceptions that we're just sick all the time or we're drug-seeking laid up in hospital beds, I think that this goes a long way to some of those myths. And not even just the pictures, but the name of the campaign. I think that Rise Up, that's a really powerful message, too, because one of the things that we've all seen as advocates is that we're in an unprecedented time. That's powerful. One thing we haven't been able to do is talk about you guys and your platform and what's important to you in this coming year. As we talk about you all, a capacity of being advocates for sickle cell disease, it would be really bad if I didn't give you some opportunity to talk about the issues that you're fighting for, the issues that you're standing up for, the issues that you're rising up for. Let's close the show with that. Let's speak it into existence, and I want you guys to to tell me what's going on. Let's start with you, D. Absolutely. I always push for prior prison, and that's my main thing, and I struggle with prior prison. So the information out there was slim to none when I was looking and going through all my prior prison issues, so I felt, and I still feel like um, it's only my purpose and my duty to be able to express my issues with sickle cell through prior prison and try to educate the next young man um, and the next person who deals with prior prison with sickle cell. So, hey, um, Save the Mail Trunks is a campaign that I started. And um, what it is, is education on what prior prison is, broken down into three three main um, causes of prior prison. And it, this can all be found on my website, artoprofit.com. And it's also powered through the Sickle Cell Consortium. So, Save the Mail Trunks, look out for that. Tristan, what about you? What's going on this year, man? Honestly, there's like a lot that I'm looking forward to. But I guess, like, the main thing is just, like, just find out, like, um, like, just how to deal with, like, depression and anxiety and, like, stuff like that. Because pretty much, like, since, I guess, 2021, like, around October, I really started going down, like, downward spiral, like, with, um, like, being depressed and having, like, suicidal thoughts and uh, stuff like that. And 
have had I have had to take some medication for like my depression and I have had to go to a mental hospital because of like suicidal actions and stuff like that. So I'm mainly just like working on trying to like, I guess, mainly just deal with depression and kind of feel good about myself and not feel insecure, which I feel like honestly this kind of helps because like this whole like campaign thing in the moment of doing all the shoots just being there and the overall experience in general truly made me feel like I could I could do anything and I just keep that in the back of my head so that way if I'm like having a really like rough day or a hard time or something like that and I like think I want to end it all or something like that I'm will I'll just tell myself is like you you have you've been through a lot but there's also a lot of good that can come your way and don't let like what some people say about you drag you down and use that as just motivation to prove them wrong stuff like that that's yes that's pretty much what I want to deal with wow listen young king you you have a lot to give to this world man You've got a lot to give to this world. You are walking down a path that many warriors are going to walk on after you, and many have walked before you. Um, your voice is going to be important to keep that path going, to help people get where they need to be as well. I've only known you for a few months now through this photo shoot, and I can already tell you, man, you're going you're gonna to be an important voice yeah. for this community. Thank you. Also... I guess maybe not this year, but like in coming years, I definitely want to publish like the movie script that I have been working on <laughs> that uh, a few of these people already know about. And yeah, that'll be just cool because I would love to publish a movie. I love it. It's going to happen. Let's go to Miss T real quick. Okay. Well, you guys know I'm all about reproductive health and sickle cell lately. So I co-founded this organization, the first and only sickle cell organization in the entire world to have a mission centered around reproductive health. And the next coming years, I'm particularly invested in making fertility preservation accessible to any sickle cell warrior that wants it. And I can actually announce on cheat codes that we just finalized a partnership with Be The Match. And so they're going to be launching a fertility preservation grant for sickle cell warriors pursuing bone marrow transplants. And I'm positioning my organization to be able to have our own grant program along with changing policy and establishing protocols for pregnant women and working with Demetrius and a lot of people up here to bring more awareness to priapism and all things like that. So everything reproductive health. Wow. Where do people keep up with you? What's the best place for them to follow what you're doing? Probably on our website, www.sicklecellred.org. Amazing. Keep going, Queen. You're, you're crushing it. You're crushing it. Blaze. What I'm excited about is there's a lot of things I'm excited about as far as sickle cell goes. I wanted to see if we can get those uh, appropriations, the bills for the 25 million for uh, surveillance and the 15 million for education. Because the thing that we know as advocates is every year, for some odd reason, it says there's 100,000 people in the nation living with sickle cell. That number can't be right. That number can't be accurate. If I've been seeing that same number for 10 years, and that means that the number is not obviously being counted 
pro- properly. So we could use that money to go toward surveillance. So if we were to get an accurate number, we would be able to know how many people live in this nation with uh, sickle cell disease. And we would be able to help a lot of different people with that $25 million because I live in Atlanta. We have one clinic downtown is that's the acute care for great uh, for sickle cell. But I'm pretty sure there are people who have sickle cell that don't live in a big city who need that help. So with funding towards surveillance, we can help those people. And also on the other side with the 15 million towards education and doctors on board down here, I'm sure in your states too, we, uh, we share the same sickle cell doctors and we share them for particular reasons is because not everybody can manage your care appropriately. And that's because there's a lack of education. Sickle cell uh, affects your body in a multitude of ways. So I want to go into a doctor's office and him be able to tell me before I have to tell him, hey, we need to get your heart checked out because you might have pulmonary hypertension. Hey, we might need to get your bones checked out because you're vascular necrosis. Not the problems manifesting themselves. And then now we're talking about them. Oh yeah, Mr. Ebinger, your knee is decaying because there's a lack of blood flow. Oh yeah, Mr. Ebinger, the reason you sat low is because you have pulmonary hypertension. And now the problem is already here is because there was no preventative care. So with money like that, we should educate people appropriately and save lives. I have a lot of friends that have passed because of sickle cell and the complications that sickle cell create. And I just feel like if doctors were educated better, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you that right now. I wouldn't be able to say that I have a lot of friends that died for just different odd reasons. So money, funding, I think that's super important. Also, the petition that I had created about the NIH guidelines that we had talked about earlier, I felt like that was super yeah. important because NIH published these guidelines a good minute ago. And it's a fact that Hospitals don't adhere to those guidelines. It says that when you go into the hospital within 30 minutes of triage, you should receive pain medication within an hour of registration. So that means an hour total, I should receive pain medication and I should have got my IV in. I should be getting taken care of. That's not true for my friends. It's not true for myself. When I go into the hospital, why is that? If the NIH has created these evidence-based guidelines, not something that just, you know, oh, we just think it should be, is evidence-based. So things like that that I feel like they're super small. If they could just create, hey, this is what has to happen for someone who, who enters an emergency room with sickle cell. I don't think that's a big ask. I don't think that's really, oh, you know what? We're going to have to go through so much if we adhere to these guidelines. No, I don't. I just think when someone comes in, they say they have sickle cell. And they say they're having a sickle cell crisis, you should be on the clock from that moment. They tell you that. You should be counting down and pacing and racing to get this person the help that they need. Yeah. Amazing, dude. I, you're exactly right, though. It's a little thing, but it seems like no one can get it. So your voice is going to be really important in this space, man. Goalie, advocate extraordinaire, what's going on with you? What are you manifesting this year, man? It's interesting just listening to everybody. I think. This ties in well with everything that was just discussed. And what I want to see happen this year is more empowerment within the community. And what I mean by that is before I went to college and started to do some of the things that I've ventured out in business and whatnot, I always felt like it was going to be really difficult to be successful in any capacity because of my illness. And just looking at the people who are on this conversation right now, you have two musicians, 
you have advocates, you have a, a screenwriter, you have myself. I manage talent programs for a Fortune 500 company. I want that to be something that's more recognized within the community for us because there's so many things that we're trying to change that needs alignment amongst multiple groups and multiple organizations. But I think there's something that we have control over just within ourselves, which is understanding what Phil Aqua calls our superpower. And when you fight as much as we do on a regular basis every day, just to maintain a normal way of life, you don't realize how much that prepares you to be ultra successful. And I want that to be what sickle cell warriors think about more so than the instances that they go into the hospital and have the surgeries and deal with the the pain and the impacts that do scar us. But we have to look at that as a way to create more power within us to do more and be better. And that's what I'm hoping just continues to happen. And I think campaigns like this with the Rise Up campaign and just the things that everybody's doing uh, across the board for the sickle cell community is going to help us in, in creating more empowerment within other sickle cell warriors that maybe we haven't met. That's amazing. Got a whole crew of role models. These guys in the boxing gloves are fighting for you, warriors. That's all. It's, uh, it's, it's always amazing to, to hear you guys talk and tell us about what you're working on. I, I want to thank you for taking an hour of your day to spend with us despite the big um, tasks and battles ahead of you. Your effort and your advocacy is so needed and so appreciated. We're all better for you guys being here. We're all better for you guys sharing your stories and we have much to learn from you. Well, there's an advocate in Pakistan. Her name is, you may have heard, Malala said, when the world is silent, even one voice becomes powerful. And at least in this podcast, we've got five really powerful voices. Um, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna make things better for every generation that comes after you. And for that, we thank you so much. Love you, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. That was great. That was great. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for doing this with us, and thank you for being part of the photo shoot and making everything better. It's a big service. I, we really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, Doctor Z. Hopefully, we'll get everybody back together again soon. Would love to get there. You know, Dr. C, it's interesting. Story of inspiration through battling sickle cell disease is one that comes up frequently. As the artist Hertz Nazair used to say, hope is important to hold on to. And I feel like sometimes art inspires hope. We had a bunch of artists on today, and I'm inspired. What a group of people, like selfless advocates, talented, brilliant. I was honored to be a part of that episode. It's amazing. It was such an honor to have these warriors provide clinical trial awareness in their voice, in, in their way to the Rise Up program. It's just phenomenal to work with this group of people. And I, I loved hearing all of the things that they're up to and all of the different ways they're advocating for warriors out there and really role models. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, with that being said, man, I'm inspired. So let's get back to fighting for sickle cell disease. Let's let the warriors go here. Listen, if you're a warrior out there hearing this podcast, please subscribe, like our episode, rate it, send us feedback, let us know how we're doing. And if you know somebody who could benefit from this podcast, send it to them. In the meantime, you could follow me at Dr. Z Sickle Cell. And me at Imagineer. Until then, take it easy. We'll see you next time. Peace.